So uh, this is Cindy Van Winkle, and I am just so excited to be able to present uh, this event on, um, oh, what did we call this? It was uh, something uh, about the picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How voiceover users get the picture? That. Was it get the picture? We get the we get the picture. We get the picture. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, so Matt Volbrecht, is that how you say your last name? That's very. That's yes, Volbrecht. Very good. Volbrecht. Okay. Yes. Uh, from the tech juggernaut, right? Yes, correct. Okay, all right. Woo. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Matt has presented several topic areas to me that he would like to share with everybody. And uh, this one is going to be on the use of the camera. And I get a lot of questions about the camera because I'm fairly good at taking pictures as a totally blind person. So people always ask me a lot of questions. So I am really excited to hear any techniques you have. And I'm sure others will be interested in that as well. And um, I know you have a lot of stuff to cover. So people will uh, remain muted. And when you are ready to entertain questions, you can just let us know and then people can raise their hand. All right. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, Matt. Go for it. All right. Well, thank you once again, Cindy. I really appreciate uh, the invite. It's a, an honor to do this. You know, Apple products have truly changed my life. And I believe they have changed lives for billions of people, not just folks who can't see, but certainly they have empowered us in entirely new ways to be able to work and play, to be able to learn and create and design, and to really express ourselves and tell our stories in new and exciting ways. You know, when Steve Jobs introduced the iPad in 2010, 10 years ago now, he touted it as a magical and revolutionary product. And I believe that term still holds true to this day, not only for the iPad, but for all of Apple's products. And as Cindy mentioned, over the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing some different things with you. Next week, I think we're going to talk about uh, TV streaming apps, ways that you can stream your favorite movies and shows, and uh, those types of things. And, and we've got a whole lot more, so it's very exciting. Today, we're going to focus on the camera and photos. Yeah. And I would like to, uh, to share with you some of the benefits of my experience when it comes to using the camera and then afterwards what do you do how do you work with your photos if you can't see them now i will admit from the very beginning and and share with you from the very beginning that there are some spatial concepts that are a bit elusive to me at times and so when it comes to taking pictures and videos with the camera I am not always the best person to do that. I, I tend to rely pretty heavily on my sighted family. I've been blessed with a wife and, and two kids who are really, really awesome and who can see. And so when it really matters and, and it comes to taking good photos and videos, I do rely on them pretty extensively. But I have done some of it myself and I've done some some learning and some exploring with the camera. And there are certainly some things that I can point out to you and also some recommendations that I can make. And then we're gonna talk about photos, the photos app. So of course, I'm assuming that everybody knows, but since I don't know the background uh, of everybody here, uh, I will share that, you know, we're talking about iOS and iPad OS, Apple's operating system for its iPhone, iPad and iPod touch devices. And we're talking about using VoiceOver, the built-in screen reader that's available on all of Apple's products. 
Before we go today at the end, I will share with you some other ways to get in touch. We'll certainly entertain questions here, but I'm also going to share some ways for you to get in touch with me. We offer a lot of free stuff. Uh, yes, I do offer paid services as well. I am a certified Apple teacher, so I do offer paid training, but I also have, and I work with a team of instructors, and uh, we offer a lot of free um, uh, courses and help sessions and things of that nature that I'll share with you as well so that you're aware of what's going on and how you can get some additional help and support on your Apple devices, including the camera. So let's just talk about the camera a little bit. Let's talk about the features and the different types of things that you can do with your camera on your iPhone or other Apple device. Now, of course, to some extent, this is going to depend upon the iPhone or iPad model that you have. Certain devices will have certain limitations and they will only be able to do a portion of the things that we're talking about. But here, certainly all of Apple's more recent devices and certainly all of the devices in their current lineup are capable of all of the things that I want to share with you today. And so the first thing, of course, that we want to make sure we understand about our iPhones is that they have two cameras. There is a, and, and, and our iPads are this way too. They have a rear camera. And if you're holding the iPhone properly, which just for the sake of time, we're not going to get into tremendous detail about that, but we're certainly happy to answer those questions if you need it. We're going to assume you know the proper way to hold your iPhone in portrait mode. So that's the vertical position. I mean, you can use landscape mode. It, there's nothing wrong with using landscape, but I'm just teaching you from the portrait mode perspective right now. And the camera is going to be on the right-hand side uh, near the top of the back of your phone. So that is the rear-facing camera. Uh, that sometimes is referred to as the eyesight camera, although that term has been used less and less in the recent years. It is a very high-quality camera, no matter which iPhone you have. It is the better of the cameras on the device, arguably. And it is truly, a lot of folks are saying, professional quality. Uh, that's been touted for several years now. There have been some really famous things. Annie Leibovitz was one of the first to, uh, to you know, in that field, in the professional field of, of art and photography, to really praise the iPhone's camera. And since then, entire movies and shows have been filmed on the iPhone camera. In recent, um, in, in these recent times, with the insanity that's been going on and all of these new challenges and stay-at-home orders and everything that we have been dealing with, uh, there have been several very notable uh, shows and so on that have used iPhones. So, for example, some of the late-night shows, I believe it was uh, Jimmy Fallon. I always get Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel confused, but I think it was Fallon who was filming his show from home using an iPhone, using FaceTime to communicate with guests. Uh, the very popular show American Idol in some of its later weeks has been filmed now uh, using iPhones. So the contestants, most of you know how American Idol works, I'm sure. Uh, the contestants were sent uh, a kit of things that they needed. And one of those things was, uh, you know, wardrobe. And one of them had to do with some lighting. But then they were sent an iPhone. So they weren't using you know, $1,000 studio cameras anymore. They were using these things that we all have and love. And the show, one of the showrunners for American Idol said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if these make their way into the studio because they're that good and, and they're that capable. 
So these recent iPhones, especially once you get to the iPhone uh, 10 series and above, and, and now even with the SE, the, the new second generation SE, these iPhones have incredible rear-facing cameras. Uh, they're capable of, of uh, true tone flash. They're capable of all sorts of uh, things that I would have to take too much time to even explain to you exactly what they do. But one of the things they are capable of is shooting videos in, in 4K as well as in uh, the more traditional 1080p HD uh, formats, resolutions. Now, the front-facing cameras, which you're not necessarily going to really feel, but they are up on the top of the front of the phone, the you know, above the screen part, uh, these are also excellent cameras, and these are often known as FaceTime HD cameras, and their you know, quality varies, of course, depending on the model of the device as well. These are thought of more as being used for selfies and uh, you know, other things where you want to be able to see what you're doing at the same time for those that can see it. Uh, they are, in the, in the iPhone 10 series and above, they are known as the true depth camera system. So they also feature the dot projection, okay, which is what allows you to, uh, it, it's a system of projecting dots onto an object to figure out what that object is and its shape and its, its features. And this is so important in the face ID system, which we're going to talk about even though it's not directly related to some of these awesome fun things we can do with our camera or useful things, it's, it's important to, to understand. And I want to debunk some myths and some rumors about Face ID while we're at it, okay? So we'll talk about that a little bit. And it enables the Face ID system, and it also enables Animoji and Memoji, which are really, really fun. I don't know if we'll have time to get into those today. If not, maybe we can do that in another segment, which I think would probably be most appropriate. So with the cameras on these devices, of course, what can we do with them? Well, we can take photos, right? I mean, that's the, the basis of everything that the camera stands for. We can take really high quality photos. And on the iPhones, we can also take portrait photos, which offer tremendous portrait lighting effects that you can, you can take the subject of your photo, people, and now with the iPhone 11 series, even, even landscapes and objects, and you can light them with studio quality lighting and different lighting effects. And it really produces amazing photos. Now, we can also take live photos. And live photos are going to become very important, especially to those of us who can't see. I love live photos. And we'll show you why when we look at the Photos app in a little bit. But basically, a live photo is a photo that has a second or two of actual video, movement and sound, appended to the beginning and to the end of that live photo. And this is so useful because we can now hear and see if we can see what was going on in that photo. It's not just a still anymore. We, we wonder why the person is laughing. Well, now maybe we can hear why they were laughing. All right, so these are live photos. Of course, we can take videos on our iPhones and our iOS devices. And I already told you, we can take videos in, in 1080p HD. And if somebody really wants to, they can even take them in 4K which is a very, very high resolution, four times the quality of HD. We also can even take eight megapixel still shots while we are video recording on select models. So this is a, a kind of a neat thing to do. If you want to capture a certain moment, you can take that photo while you're shooting the video. There are other types of photos that we can take, and I want to talk about just a couple of them very quickly. We can take pano shots or panorama uh, uh, shots where we will physically hold down the um, 
the button on the screen and we will, we will move the phone around to different positions so we can capture the panoramic shot. We also can take slow-mo and time-lapse videos. And I wanna talk about both of those very quickly and what they are. So a slow-mo is obviously pretty self-explanatory. It's going to drastically and dramatically slow down whatever it is that's actually happening. And so we can record videos in slow-mo at various frame rates. And these are really cool for dramatic effects at times. And so slow-mos are kind of neat to play with. Time-lapse is basically the opposite. So a time-lapse video, and I think these are really cool. Time-lapse time videos, excuse me, are taking a, a particular event that normally spans a long period of time and compressing it into just a few seconds. And they look really cool. And so science teachers might encourage their students to use time-lapse to capture something in a particular lab, the growth of something or the, 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 the metamorphosis, the change of something. You could use uh, time-lapse to capture a sunrise or a sunset. You can use time-lapse to capture a flower opening in the mornings. Now, time-lapse videos can be up to 30 hours in length. However, there are a couple of caveats. Number one, your device has got to have the storage to be able to support that. And number two, uh, most often you're going to need to plug in. Uh, so you're going to have to find a way that you can be near an outlet and still position your device in a way that it can capture the subject that it needs to capture because it's not going to survive. Its battery is not going to make it on 30 hours of recording a video. But it is a really, really cool feature when you can do it. And so that is the time-lapse feature. Well, what we're going to concentrate on uh, for right now is some of the ma main types of photos and videos. And I want to talk to you about what we can do as folks who maybe can't see to improve our photos and how we can use voiceover and some other common tips to try to improve these photos when we're taking them. Now, one of the first things that we as people who can't see need to learn, and I know it, it took me a while to get it, is there has to be a degree of distance between you, the photographer, and the subject you're trying to capture in your photo or video. And this was something that didn't make sense to me uh, because I, I have not had, I have no recollection of sight. I lost my sight when I was three years old, don't remember it. And so, you know, uh, praise God, I have been so blessed that I, but I do, you know, all these things without seeing. And, and when I was, you know, first trying to uh, get my feet wet in the uh, art of taking photos and videos, you know, my thought was the, the, the closer you hold your phone to the subject, the better the, the video or the photo is going to turn out. I mean, from an audio perspective, a lot of times that makes sense, right? If we can't hear, we move closer to the thing we're trying to hear. Although you may know, if you've done a lot of audio recording, that you can get too close and things can become too muffled and too blurry. And so I kind of compare it to that with the photos or videos. You need a little bit of distance, I learned, between you and what you're trying to take the picture of or the video of. Now, when we are taking our photos and videos, we have some features that VoiceOver has implemented recently. And so if we go into the camera app, I will demo the camera app here uh, on my iPad. I am using my phone in this Zoom meeting. I thought about uh, switching and going about it the other way, but then I didn't. 
So I'm going to demo on the iPad. It has uh, uh, an excellent set of cameras as well. Not all of the features that the, um, the phone has, but uh, I'm going to at least show you the layout of the camera app in case you're not familiar with it. Now, I am currently in landscape mode, which is the way I like to use my iPad, but really it doesn't matter. Clock. Okay. Calendar. So we are going to launch the, uh, the camera app here. Camera. Double tap to open. Camera. Take picture button. All right. I just want to show you. People. It says there's zero people right now in the camera because, and that's true because I'm right now it's using, I'm sure the back camera, I got the cover back there. So that camera is pretty much not even recording and not even seeing anything. Uh, I'm not lifting the iPad up to try to take a picture yet. I just want to orient you to the app. So camera chooser, back facing button. What I'm doing switches between cameras is I'm swiping to the left. I'm going to go all the way to the left here. View, view, viewfinder focus unlocked image. Double tap to focus. Okay. Zero people. Again, it repeated that zero people. I, I think you heard that. I moved the phone there. I didn't realize it was going to say that, but it, it's, that is where you're going to be able to tell what is in the, or who is in the, um, the shot that you're trying to get. Now we're going to swipe to the right to show you these other features. Live photo on button. Okay. Live photo on. So if I did not want a live photo, I shared with you what a live photo is. I'm going to show you how useful that can be. This is where we would on the fly toggle this setting. Now, of course, we can go into our settings and camera. We can change our settings there too, our defaults. But on the fly, this is where you can toggle this live photo on and off, okay? Next. HDR off button. Okay. And it, high dynamic range photos. Right. And just as the hint said, high dynamic range photos, you can turn that on and off. That is, that's actually uh, going to capture a series of photos and uh, it, we're gonna we're gonna keep going to the next thing. Timer off button. Okay, so switch between timer durations. The timer, pretty self-explanatory. This is especially useful if we want to take, uh, you know, group shots and everybody's in the picture, including you. Uh, you you could use this timer uh, to position your uh, device and then get everybody ready. You can have three or ten seconds or no timer, which is the the setting right now. So we can just double tap on this to switch between those. And by the way, for Apple Watch users out there, you can actually use your watch uh, as the shutter button and the, sort of a remote for the camera on your iPhone as well. All right, let's keep going. Camera chooser, back facing button. So. Switches between cameras. That's where we're going to double tap if we want to switch to using the front facing camera. And then. Take picture button. There's the shutter button. It says take picture. And uh, typically your volume buttons on the side of the device can also do this. Uh, on the iPhone 11 series, you can actually hold this down to a, like a double tap and hold what we call a long press uh, in iOS. And you can capture a, a video that way as well. Now that is, uh, as far as I know, isolated to the 11 series devices, okay? It says take picture. And it'll change if we change the camera mode, which we'll do in a second to show you. But here's take picture. Button. Uh, let's go to the right. Photo and video viewer button. Now that's a quick way to get into the photos sort of interface that we can we can see what we've just recorded or just taken a picture of. Camera mode, photo adjustable. Swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. Actions available. And that is it, I think. Zoom. No, nope, I forgot. Zoom. The zoom is the last thing there. We can adjust the. Swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. We can adjust the zoom. But I want to show you these um, 
you know, we're, we're, we're kind of condensing things too because of the amount of time, obviously. But I want to show you these camera modes. Camera mode, zero people. I'm going to swipe up first. Square, zero people. Pano, zero people. Pano. All right, so the two choices above the photo were square and pano. And I described to you already the panoramic. You can take square pictures. Square. Let's go back down and see. Photo. There's photo. Video. There's video. SLO mode. Slow mo. Time lapse. Zero people. Time lapse. And I think that's it on the iPad. Now, my iPhone would also have the portrait option that I described to you where you can add those really cool portrait lighting effects and stuff like that. But you still should be able to get the idea. So I'm going to go back. Pano, zero people, Pano, square, zero people, photo, photo. All right, so we're on photo now, and I'm just going to switch to portrait. Video, portrait, record video, button. I'm going to go, I accidentally swiped when I did Photo and video view, camera mode, video, SLO mode, video, video, photo, okay. zero people. Now, I'm going to, um, photo, take picture, button. I'm going to switch. Camera chooser, back facing, button, camera, zero people. I'm on the front facing camera chooser, front facing button, one face near right edge. Now you see what happened? Tilt right. Tilt right. It's telling me these really cool things. It said one face near bottom right edge. All right, I'm going to move outside it bottom outside bottom edge because I moved the iPad now because I want to talk to you for a second. So, yes, I know there's a what I have done is I switched to the front facing camera so that I could easily get my face. And then as soon as I did that, I tilted the top of the iPad towards my face. I kept the distance. Remember we talked about like a hand or an arm's length distance. Not a, not arm's length is not correct. I'm sorry. But like a hand's length. Arm length would be way too far. But a, a hand's length distance. Now for some things it may need to be farther. But I just moved it like, you know, the distance of a, of a, a hand away from my face. And I stood the iPad up because I was, I had it laying on my lap. So I, I switched to portrait mode just because I thought that'd be easier for me right now. And I stood it up. And there it said one face near bottom edge. Near bottom edge, uh, it will tell me if I move around a little where tilt the right. tilt Matthew, right. Near right edge. Now it actually said Matthew near right edge. Oh, I'm gonna lay that down again because that's worth talking about. It said Matthew near right edge because it actually knows who I am, and that is done because I have a contact photo in here, and because I've actually gone in and named myself in the photos app. How do you do that? Well, hopefully we'll get to that today if there's time. But I have done that with some sighted help. And so consequently, it knew who I was. Isn't that cool? So I'm going to try here to get a picture real quick. View font, view font, live photo timer, flat, camera, take picture. All right, we're already on the take picture people. button, but I got to get back into it. View. Tilt right, Matthew, near top left edge, near top edge, level. And smile. Take Let me take another one because I want to get a live photo in there and it's doing a live photo, I think. I hope. We'll see. I'm talking on purpose. Okay. All right. Camera flash. Auto. Take photo. Flash is automatic. Camera mode. Camera mode. I don't know if it. Near top left edge. I actually don't know that it does do a live photo with the front facing camera. I don't see that choice. So, yeah, it, now I do. It, it, it must have been. It must have been doing it. All right. We're going to find out in a second. All right. So, I've taken a photo. Now let's actually um, talk about a couple other things. Of course, we can record videos. We're going to go in and look at that photo in a minute. So we can record videos in the same way. Just switch the camera mode to video. You choose front or back facing, and you can start recording. And then just find, you know, stop when you're done. Also, your um, zero people. 
Also, your two-finger double tap, which is often referred lovingly to as the magic tap. So you have a lot of options here. And video recording, of course, is fantastic, and it's a, you know, a great thing to do. Now, there are other things that we can do, screen recordings, scan documents. We'll try to address these at least uh, in discussion here in a few minutes. But I just want to go into my Photos app. Landscape. I went back because I prefer to work on an iPad in landscape mode. Uh, because to me, the iPad just feels like a landscape device. It gives me nice access to that full-size on-screen keyboard when I want to type, and it's just really, really cool. So I am going to open the uh, the Photos app. Okay, there's Photos. Double tap. Photos. Select button. Now we have four, is it? For you. Let me see. Four tabs, I think. Photos for you, albums, and search. Yes. All right, four tabs across the bottom of this screen here, and I'm currently in the Photos tab. In iPadOS and iOS 13, the Photos tab is a way of viewing curated, or having, I should say, almost device curated, okay, access to all of your photos. So if I look here, date range is adjustable. Date range is days, and and it says, listen, duration complete. Photos and videos are curated when your device is connected to power. Okay, and it's it said it's complete. And I go over here, and I can find the uh, the first photo. And what what has happened? Oh, here's today. Photo portrait three twenty six p.m. Image adult possible text days all photos elec adult possible text days all photos elec. Now that's an adult photo. That's a live photo. It was portrait mode taken at 326. I'm guessing that was me. There's a lot of good information here, and I'm going to come back to it in a second, okay? Because this is how you can identify things. But before we do that, I want to explain these tabs to you. So this photos tab is a curation of your photos, okay? And what I mean by that is it isn't necessarily always to my benefit or to my desire that I see every single photo. Now, I can if I want to. And that date range thing where it said days, that's a picker. More. Duration complete. Vertical. Date range. Days. Adjustable. See, it's adjustable. So I can swipe up and down and I can choose days, the best photos of the day, the best days of the week, the best, you know, all these different. And finally, all photos is a choice here. I can also go into my albums tab, which I'll show you in a moment too. But so there is definitely a way, and there always will be, to see all of your photos. But a lot of times that's not what you want to do especially if you can see, you don't want to look at every, you know, you got an accidental screenshot in there, you bump the buttons, you know, and now you got your pocket or you got, um, you know, duplicates because you just didn't delete the duplicates yet, you know, and all these things. And so you, it's not that you always want to see that. Not only that, but these curations will remove and strip away those things. They'll also highlight things for you that seem important. Like if I choose the years, well, if it happens to be my son or my daughter's birthday today, it's going to show me photos and videos of my son or daughter, uh, you know, over the years. And so that is a really cool feature in the photos tab. The photos tab can be a bit overwhelming for folks who haven't explored it before. And so that's why I'm also going to show you the albums tab in a moment. Okay. But I want to talk about the other tabs because I think we have time and I think this is important. A lot of folks are just, oh, well, I can't see. So I guess the photos and camera are of no use to me. Couldn't be further from the truth. You can, these can be whatever you want them to be. So let's look at the next tab here. It's for you. 
Now, For You has a collection of several different things. It's going to give you shared album activity. So with iCloud, which I would love sometime to do a session on iCloud, I, I could talk all day about iCloud because iCloud is so awesome, but we don't have time today. But just one of the things with iCloud is that it makes all your photos, if you allow it to, all your photos and videos, including your edits, available on all of your devices. And furthermore, you can actually find your um, shared album. So I can share, I can create an album to share with family, friends, coworkers, or whomever I choose. If I want to give these kinds of access privileges, everybody in the share group can add then, if I choose to allow that, to the album. People can like and can comment on these things. And so it's a great way to share with the family. You know, you, you're taking photos. We have a, we use Apple's uh, family sharing feature anyway. So we automatically have a family photo with my wife, my kids, and myself. But also we've created a an album we call Kids, and the, um, you know, the, the family, my parents, my wife's uh, family, you know, they're, we're all in on this photo uh, album together, this iCloud shared album, so we can all see what each other is up to, and when we want to add photos and videos to it, then everybody can see them. Now, um, also, so that, that what I was getting at was that shared album activity is in the For You tab. It shows you what the latest activity is with your shared albums. The other thing that's really cool, and I won't take time with it right now, but it's really awesome, uh, it's called Memories. This is also available in the For You tab. Memories are automatically created every day by the Photos app based upon events, situations, places, and people that should go beautifully well together. If I just, I said I wasn't even going to go in there, but albums for you let's tab. just go into for you for a second because i will let you memories see all button baby carson 2011 button all right that's my son it said baby carson 2011 now it came up with that on its own i didn't tell it to create that okay i'll have to look at those later i bet that's awesome september 24th may 10th featured photos heading so there's some different dates right now sometimes i'll see like a, a beach trip on here or beach trips through the years it'll you know different memories that it's going to create for me automatically and and when you open them up you can view the individual photos or videos or you can view them as a slideshow complete with music and effects and by the way we are going to show you how to create a very simple slideshow in just a moment um, the next tab then is this the albums tab which i'll come back to and the last tab is the search tab in the search tab you can search for people you can search for places you can search for activities and and all kinds of things as well and again, we're going to try to help you to understand a little bit about how to make those things work for you. So I want to go to the albums tab because I, I'll just work there. Albums tab. Add button. All right. At the upper left, button. we have an add button to create a new album if we want to. Albums heading. Here's our. My albums heading. See all button. Recents. 5,690 photos. All right. So that's my, that's like kind of all photos. I, I'm going to open this up. Photo landscape March 23rd. I want to show you up at the upper left albums back button. You got your back button to go back to your list of albums. Recents heading slideshow button select button. Now, I could do a slideshow of the whole album, but I don't think we have time to watch a slideshow of 5,600 and some odd photos. And 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 so we're not going to, <laughs> but um, I want to talk to you about this select option. Select is going to allow you to multi select. So if I want to share 10 photos with somebody in a message, I go here to select and then I double tap all the ones that I want. 
Now, I'm going to go very, down to the very, very bottom of the screen. Selected album for you, tab two of four photos, tab one of four. And swipe to the left. Vertical scroll bar, 177 pages, 100%. There's my vertical scroll bar, which in case you don't know, is a way of quickly, instead of your traditional three fingers scroll up and down, is a way of quickly scrolling through long web pages, documents, or in this case, lists like photos. Uh, and so you just swipe up and down with one finger. Sighted users just grab the scroll bar and drag. And basically, this is going to let you, you know, I, it's already at 100%, which is what I wanted to see because I want to be at the end of it because I want to get to the most recent photo. And so it's at 100%. That's where I want to be. So I'm going to swipe left. 4,619 photos, 1,071 videos. Okay. That's the status. Go to the left again. Lit photo, portrait, 3.26 p.m. image. Actions available, adult painting. Now, that's the photo we just took. Lit photo. There's the portrait, other one we also just took. 26 p.m. image. Actions available, adult painting. All right, it's saying painting right now. Sometimes, a couple of tips here. If you turn voiceover off and back on, it will recalibrate, and, and you might get a different description. Sometimes if you... Uh, make sure that your brightness is up. Believe it or not, it actually matters. You want to have the screen brightness at a fairly decent amount. And you can three-finger single tap to hear that again. Now, why is this so important? I don't know if I can find some other ones real quick. I will try. Um, but we're talking about how can we identify our photos if we don't have somebody sighted right by us at the moment. And we just want to just do it for our own purposes. Well, this is one way you can do that because voiceover is going to do the best it can to identify what or who is in the photo. And we're going to video eight minutes, April 25th, 222 AM image actions available. Keypad possible text eight. All right. Keypad. That was a screen recording um, that I had done. So let me go past some of these. I, I think it was a screen recording anyway. Let's see if there's any that say anything really, really interesting that I'll let you hear. I've heard it say, okay, there, right there it said one face child window. I took a picture of one of the kids there, and, and I apparently don't have them identified. With kids, you got to keep it up. You got to keep up with it because as they grow, sometimes then um, the Photos app doesn't realize it's the same person. But uh, I've heard it say, you know, table, uh, outdoor, landscape, soda can, lamp, fan stove you know i've heard it use all these different terms to describe things so this is way number one just let voiceover do what it does let it speak and as i said if it's not identifying stuff try toggling voiceover on and off or off and on i should say um you could you could force quit your photos app you know where you go into the app switcher and swipe okay you could try that and finally make sure your screen curtain is off and your brightness is up to a decent amount when you're doing this now there's another way we can help to identify what's in a photo. And it is through the use of live photos. If you took a live photo, remember I said there's a bit of a video. So if we actually want to identify a video, we can just listen to the video, right? We'll hear what's in it typically. But we're going to go. Video, lit, lit photo, portrait, 326. Double tap. Image, and lit photo, recents, back button. All right. Explore. I'm going to swipe to the right. You can swipe up to see live. Oh, it's telling me that I can swipe up. to. Okay, I'm just going to say got it on that screen. There's a little tip there. All right. I'm going to swipe to the right. It tells me it was taken at home, which is correct. And it, it would you know tell me locations otherwise, but it knows this is my home. It tells me the time it was taken. Here's a share button. We'll get into that. 
favorite it if I want to. I can favorite it. I can delete it, but edit it, which I can, you know, crop, trim, rotate, add exposure effects, all sorts of stuff. But here's my live photo. And what I'm going to do now, just, just listen. Let's see what we can Let's see what we can hear. So I want to get a live photo in there, and it's doing a live photo, I think. Did you hear that? Now, what I did, just to the right of the edit button, it says... Lit photo, portrait, 3.26 p.m. It reads that again, okay? What I did was double tap and hold, also known as a long press. That's technically the name of that. And I double tap and hold on it, and it plays the live photo for me. You heard a couple seconds there, and it was very clear what was going on. This is another way. Again, when we can't see, there may not always be a perfect solution for figuring out what a photo is, but all of these things are ways that can provide incredible help. And the first way was that I listened to the description that VoiceOver gave me, and it told me there was an adult um, in, the, in the photo, and then I played it, and we found out it was me. And so that is a really cool way. Now, I, I will admit every once in a while I've run into some that I've played it back, and I just can't figure out what that was, you know, and then I'll ask somebody. But I mean, most of the time, you're going to be able to identify who the person is, if you know, or what's going on. And so that was, I'll play it again for you. Let's find it again. Live photo. Portrait. I'll pause the speech, double tap and hold. I want to get a live photo in there, and it's doing a live photo, I think. Remember, I said that on purpose when I was doing it, so it would, you know, have something to record of me, of my voice. So there it is. That's how, that's another way we do this. Now, if or when we have completely successfully figured out what a photo is if we want to we do have the option of using the voiceover label element feature and i believe that's the two finger double tap and hold i don't do it a lot but it's the two finger double tap and hold and you'll hear these three tones and then you'll get a, a, a an edit field that pops up and you can provide your own label for the photo and these uh will will sync with your devices so you will if you have icloud uh, icloud photos enabled you'll be able to have that on all of your devices so i can then provide this and i could call it you know um test photo for acb zoom session or something you know and it would i would always know then what it is in my photo library so that is a really really cool thing to be able to do now if we want to the next thing i want to talk to you about with photos is that what if we want to share this thing okay and i'm going to show you something really important and how to do it because they've been talking about it ever since iOS 13 was released for sighted users, but it was not explained very well by the third party, you know, the general community, because they're just thinking of it visually. It was not explained how you do this with, um, with voiceover. Okay, now I just updated that, by the way. Did you hear it said adult clothing? So I must have gotten maybe, you know, clothing in the picture more than I got my face, which is why it doesn't say that it's me. Um, but I want to I talk about, you have been reading, I'm sure, if you follow Apple even at all, you've been reading articles about how it is possible to hide your location when sharing your photos. Because, you know, every photo is geotagged so that you know where that photo was taken. And that's a wonderful thing. We want to have access to that information because it's great to know where we were when this photo was taken. And it's used in so many ways. And so that is vital. But there may be times when we don't want to share that location. For example, if we're posting to Facebook or other public 
types of things. We may not want everybody to know where our location was at the time. So Apple has introduced the ability for users to control whether that, in, that location information is included in a photo when we share it. It must be done on the fly during the sharing process for every sharing session. But how do we do it with voiceover? With sighted users, they keep talking about this blue options button, and we can't find that blue options button, or can we? So let's find the share button, and I'm going to teach you how to do this. Delete save share button. All right. This is going to bring up my share sheet, but I want you to listen. You know what a share sheet is. It brings up your sharing suggestions, people in the photo or otherwise that it thinks I want to share this with. It brings up, you know, airdrop messages, mail. I can do all sorts of stuff with this, okay? Copy it, open in another app. I can make uh, use it as wallpaper, assign it to a contact. If I'm on my phone, I can even make it an Apple Watch face. I can AirPlay it, the, the iCloud photo link, just a million different sharing options. It's great, right? But I don't want you to focus on that. I want you to focus on the first thing that you hear when I double tap share. One photo selected, location included, heading. Swipe up or down to select a custom action, then double tap to activate. You really just got all the information that you need. It told you one photo is selected. If I had done a multi-select, it might say 10 or whatever. It says, and this is to the left of the sharing options, by the way, in the share sheet. And it even, it said heading, and it said location included. So it even told me that. And then it said, swipe up or down to select a custom action. I am going to do just that. And when I swipe down, options, and there's what you need. You double tap, options, heading. And now we swipe to the right. Done button. Done. Send as. So we can send it as. Here's some choices. Selected automatic individual photo iCloud link. So we can send it as automatic or individual photo or iCloud link, which if we think it's going to be too large, we can use an iCloud link. Automatic means that Apple's, um, that, that, that iPad OS is going to determine that for me automatically. I don't need to worry about it. It will choose the best. When sending with messages only, automatic selects the best format based on file size or number of items being shared. Sending as an iCloud link will share URL to view or download photos or videos. Okay. So it described that, and you notice it said messages only. The automatic will do that. Now let's go to the right. Here's what we were talking about. Include heading. Include. Look at these choices. Location. Switch button on. There it is. Double tap to toggle settings. So that feature you're looking for to hide the location or not include it, that's where you turn it off. Remember, this has to be done every time. And it's a, it's a per sharing session thing, and it's specifically for this photo. All photos data, switch button off. We also can include all photos data, and this specifically has to do with when you're using AirDrop. You know, AirDrop is this way of sharing with people that are right around you in Bluetooth and Wi-Fi range. It creates its own little ad hoc Wi-Fi network that allows you to quickly share peer-to-peer, -peer, uh, and it's great for large file sharing and all kinds of stuff. But you notice here I can turn on all photos data so that all of the metadata will be shared if I want it to. When sharing with AirDrop, including all photos data will send photos and videos in original quality along with added history and metadata like keywords and descriptions. Okay. The recipient will be able to view or modify any edits like crops, filters, and live photo effects. Okay. So there's a lot of, the, lot of information here, and that's the last thing. But location on. If I don't want to share my location, I just double tap and turn that off. I go over here, I hit done. 
One photo selected. Close. And now I have closed and I can touch down here. And all my sharing options, different ways that I want to share this. I'm going to tap off of this. One photo selected. One photo selected. Dismiss pop-up. Okay. I just tapped off of it and I dismissed pop-up. I double tapped on that. You could have also done a two-finger Z scrub. Uh, but that is uh, how we not only share the photo, but how we access the um, advanced sharing options like including or not including the location. Now, I want to tell you that um, there are additional things you can do to help identify your photos. If I look in this albums list, remember, I'm inside of my recents album, as it's called, but I'm in the albums tab. If I keep going down, there is something called people. I can go into people, and what, what happens there is that photos aggregates all the people that it sees in my photos into one place and lets me name them. Uh, I can choose rotor actions. I, I can use the rotor to name them. And, and I have done this with a few people already. Now, this is going to require typically some sighted assistance most often, I would say, unless you just know for sure. But we started doing it recently. I, I had I often said, well, I'd like to do this, and we just never have. And um, a couple of weeks ago, my son and daughter offered to start doing it with me. And so we did do a few of them already. I got, I think I got them named or at least one version of them. But as I said, because they're kids, as they're growing, sometimes it may think that these are two different people and you may have to identify them separately. I think that's where that baby Carson thing actually came from when it, it had the memories of baby Carson. But I think it, it, that term came from how we labeled him when he was a baby. So we labeled him in um, the photos app recently in that way. But you can go through there and you can label your photos. And if, if you can get their face, it, it appears as though uh, when I took the photo, even though I was level, I, I may have gotten more of my clothing than I did my face. As I told you, it's, it's an area where I certainly uh, am a work in progress. Okay, But because of that, I don't think my face was quite in the center of attention there. And it doesn't say Matthew in photo. It just says adult person. I mean, it's still, you know, got that information, but um, that's another thing you can do to help yourself to remember and to know who's in photos. And then really, if it can see their face, it will remember that. And it will tell you that on all of the photos that have that person um, in it. So that, that's a good way. Again, you're in the albums tab and you find the people album and you can go in to find each person and then um, double tap and you'll find different options in there to name that person and combine them with other people and, and a whole bunch of different choices there, uh, which we don't have really time to go through, but which are, are really useful and very important. Now, um, another thing that um, I want to uh, talk to you about before we leave the Photos app is how to create a very, very simple slideshow. And I'm in the Albums tab still, I think. Photo chooser. Photo five. Yeah, photo I'm still in the album. Okay. All right. This is what I want. So um, I think that I. Recents. Back button. Yep. Okay. I'm going to go back. Recents. Back button. Lit photo. Portrait. Three. Twenty six. I'm going to go up to the top of the screen and double tap this select button. Recents. Head slideshow. Select button. Done. Because, I again, I don't want to do a slideshow of all of these photos and videos. I just want to pick. Uh, you know, two or three just to demonstrate this for you. So I'm going to go to the bottom of the screen. 4,619 photos, 1,071 videos, vertical scroll bar, vertical, live photo, portrait, 320. We'll select that one. Selected, live photo. We'll select the one to its left, selected. which is also live from today. We won't select the video. We'll select this photo, select. photo, another photo, photo. and Landscape. one more photo. I got five selected. 
Okay. Up at the top now. Delete button. Share button. Share. Delete five photos selected. Heading. All right, we're going to hit share. Five photos selected. Everett Carson. And we're looking for, here's all my sharing suggestions. Real past all that. Airdrop messages, mail notes, reminders, books. Um, let's see what else we have. Uh, affinity photo, pixel. These are some different apps that I have. Um, WordPress, Zoom. Here's more. We're going to keep going. Copy photos. Add to shared album. Add to album. Duplicate. Hide. Slideshow. And there's what we want. I'm going to tell you ahead of time that as soon as I do this, it will instantly start playing. But then I'm going to double tap to show the controls. And I'm going to pause the slideshow to, to show you some of the options. So you're going to hear the music right away. Slideshow. Button. Photo, live photo, live photo, photo, land photo, live pause, option, pause. Okay, we're paused so that I can show you some of these options here. Now we have slideshow and we have done, but I'm going to go to the right. Live pause button, live photo, pause, live pause. Okay, now I, I'm probably going to have to do this again because I think what has happened is, let me see. Yeah, it looks like it actually is. There we go. Play. Okay, I had to touch down lower on the screen. And play, there's photo, play, play and to the right options button. Options. Under these options, theme magazine button. We can change the theme, which will affect the like the effects and the transitions. Music magazine button. We can choose a different music and we can even use our, our own music library. Repeat, switch button, off, slideshow speed, fifty percent. Play button. And we can choose whether we repeat the slideshow. And also, we can choose what the speed of the, uh, the, the slideshow is. So I'm going to go ahead and hit play. Play, live photo. Media contains Matthew Grayson Balbrecht, landscape, April 24th. See, that one knew who I was. Image, adult, grass, window. Some grass in a window. And that, that was it, because... Airplay, slideshow. We can airplay that Airplay button to our Apple TV. People can see it on the television. We're just done now going to hit done. Share and there we go. So that's how, how easy it is to create a quick slideshow, choose the music, choose the theme you want, and everything else. Delete now I'm going to go ahead Delete and not select. I'm going to cancel, cancel because I still have five photos selected. Cancel. Select. Okay, button. now we're back to the photos. Let's go. Albums. Back button. Album. Add, add albums. Now we're back to the albums. Okay. And that is a bit about the, the Photos app. Now, before we, um, let me see what uh, time we are at here, but I think we, yeah, we're going to go, I think, till 4.30. So before we open it up to questions, I want to talk to you about a couple of other things that you can do with these cameras. And those two things I want to talk about are scanning documents and screen recordings. So let's talk about scanning first. Scanning is possible in the mail app. You can actually scan documents right into your emails. It's possible in the notes app, and it's possible in the files app. You can also get third-party apps like Prismo or apps that are really designed for the blind like KNFB Reader and there are other apps that will identify things that you may scan, tap, tap, see, seeing AI, and so on. And I'm sure you're familiar with a lot of these apps. When you scan something natively, or when someone sends you something that is a scanned document, 
there is a chance that it may come as an image-based PDF. Now, iOS handles PDFs just fine, but natively built into iOS, there is not an OCR feature or optical character recognition feature. So if you get an image-based PDF, VoiceOver may try to read some of the text that's in that image, but it is not necessarily a guarantee. So to take that to the next level, for that, you need an app, like I said, Prismo or KNFB Reader, for example. Prismo is not designed strictly or specifically for the blind and visually impaired, but it does work great. It's a fantastic app, and it's actually the one I use to, um, in those cases. Again, I have sighted family, praise God, so quite honestly, most times I, I do it that way. Hey, what's this say? But if I, if I receive something and everybody else is asleep or I know I really need to work with it more extensively than just a quick, hey, what does this say? I will use Prismo to um, you know, import that text, turn that image into true text, which again, with OCR, you know, it's not always a guarantee that it's going to be 100%, but it's always been good enough for me to work with it. And and once I get it, I can actually use the, um, the features in Prismo to read it or I can export it to something else that I like, you know, a text-based PDF, which I can store and read in Apple Books or something of that nature. So it's a very easy process and a very useful thing to be able to do. So if you've not tried Prismo, I have the paid version. There is a free Prismo Go as well. Uh, I highly encourage you to give this app a try. I don't remember now if it was $9.99 on the App Store for the paid version or what it was, but it was not bad. And there are also some things that uh, folks who can't see have asked about like scanning stands. I did not get a chance this afternoon to speak with one of the other instructors on our team who had recommended a very specific scanning stand that she thought she had heard some great things about. I will find that out for you. And if you're attending next week, even though we're doing a totally different subject, I can give you the name if you want, or I can send it in through through Cindy or something if anybody needs the name of that. But it's not that there's only one. There are lots and lots of options. You, you know, check again, Google is really your friend here. You can check online, you know, find uh, a scanning stand if that is helpful to you. Because a lot of times, for those of us who can't see, again, those spatial concepts are just a bit elusive to us. We don't do that, you know. And so it's a different experience to be able to scan something, but it is doable. It is workable. And I highly encourage the use of, if you need to get image PDFs over to over to uh, text, I encourage the use of something like Prismo, as I stated, um, for example. Now, I do want, well, one second. There we go. Sorry about that. I do want to also um, do a, a quick discussion on screen recordings, and then we'll, um, we'll take questions and I'll have a few final comments before we do. Um, it is possible ever since iOS 11, to record the contents of your screen and the built-in device audio. And also, if you so choose, supplement that with background audio that is picked up by your device's microphones, whether it's your voice you know, speaking or whatever it may be. Um, I have not tried. Uh, I, I don't know that it works. I, I've, been, I've been told that it doesn't to record like YouTube videos and stuff. I haven't even tried it because I know it would be illegal anyway, and so I've just avoided it. I'm not judging anybody else if they choose to try it, but I just I haven't. Um, I, I have a feeling the people who have said it doesn't work are probably correct, though. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. 
but you definitely a lot of people use it sighted folks for gameplay walkthroughs they want to record and other things and just I, i've used it for tutorial purposes to teach folks how to do things on their ipad with or without voiceover or their iphone or whatever and i want to just tell you how to do a screen recording so the first thing you're going to do is make sure that the screen recording function is added to your control center so you've got to go to settings and control center you got to swipe to the right until you hear customize controls. And from there, you're going to see the list of things that are already included. And you can reorder those things. And then you're going to keep swiping to the right. And you're going to find insert buttons for other things that you may want to put in your control center alphabetically. One of them is screen recording. So you insert screen recordings. And now when you bring up your control center, and just a reminder for those who don't know, there are a couple of gestures on the newer devices. Um, what Apple is actually telling us to teach is the new way. So that works on any iPad uh, that can run at least iOS 12. And it works on the iPhone 10 series and above. You're going to place a finger at the top of the screen and you're going to hear a little blip sound like this. Okay, like that. If you can hear that. Okay, and then I got off it. But you, once you get it, you're going to swipe down to the second little blip. Control center. And there it is. Okay. I can also swipe up to the bottom to go home now. Okay, but if you if you want to do it the other way and, and you have or you have an iPhone eight or older, you're going to touch the status line and then swipe up with three fingers. So either way, you get control center. I'll get it again. Control center. Airplane. And I'm going to go over until I hear screen recording. I'll pass all these built in controls. Right. Screen mirror with mute time notes. Camera home alarm. Apple's QR code screen recording button. There it is. Now, tap and hold to show more controls. You heard it say double tap and hold to show more controls. That's very important because if I want to turn on the microphone so I can record background audio in my um, screen recording, I need to turn on the mic. Okay. It's not necessarily going to be on by default. So you'll hear background, you'll hear internal sounds from the iPad if you record this way, but not the microphone audio. So if I want to turn that on, I got a long press, double tap and hold. Yeah. on that screen recording icon. It'll bring up a list of choices. We can turn the microphone on. We can also choose where the screen recording is going to go. By default, it's going to go into the Photos app usually in, a, in its own album. And of course, in your, you know, all photos, you'll find it. And also I can, if I have apps that support it, like all of you would have the Zoom app if you're using an iOS device as another choice. If that's a way of sharing your screen with Zoom. Uh, if you have Microsoft Teams, whatever you have, it's going to uh, appear there as a choice as well. And then you can start when you hit record. It, it gives you a three-second countdown, and then it begins the recording. And you can just keep on recording until you're done. And then you can return to the control center and stop the recording. And it is saved, of course, to your photo library or in another app if that's what you chose instead. These are really cool. They're a lot of fun, and they can be very, very useful. Um, if you really want to get fancy with it, you could then take that screen recording into an app like Apple Clips, which is a fully accessible, very simple video uh, creator. And so that app will, uh, once I bring it into Clips, I can add some background music, some effects, and even the live titles so that visually the words that I've spoken in the screen recording also get displayed on the screen. And then I can share that to YouTube or my, you know, family and friends or in a message or, you know, whatever I want to do with it. So as I say, if you really want to 
uh, take things to the next level, you can bring that recording on over to Clips. Uh, iMovie is actually uh, pretty accessible also, but extremely visual. I don't usually teach iMovie uh, for that reason because that's a whole other level where you really need some sighted assistance, not because of a lack of accessibility, but because of the degree to which the visual the project is is so visual. But Clips is really I I don't have any reason to believe it was designed specifically for voiceover users, but it's almost like Apple sat down and said, "How can we make an app that voiceover users can take to uh, can use to you know do some cool video creation stuff?" I don't know that they did, but it really does. It works very well. So it's uh, a lot of fun to do this stuff, and there's so much we can do with it. Now I want to get your questions and your feedback, and uh, however, um, yeah, however uh, Cindy chooses to do that. But before we do, I just want to tell you uh, really quickly, if I may. Um, that first of all, as I said, we'll have these, and Cindy told you, next few Fridays. Next one will be uh, TV streaming, same time, same place. I don't know about the meeting ID, but it will be the same time anyhow. And um, I also want you all to know that um, our business, the Tech Juggernaut, is offering free uh, classes, but we're also offering free virtual help sessions. The classes are kind of full right now until fall again, but the virtual help sessions. Um, we started these because of all of these closures and these stay-at-home orders. So you can't easily get to an Apple store right now. And so, you know, even if you can call Apple, but consequently wait times have been increased and all these things, okay? So we decided to try to ease the burden where we could. And so every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central, you can do the math or the rest, okay? It, it's a virtual help session. They typically last about two hours or until we get through everybody. And you can come in. You can ask your questions as long as they're related to Apple products in some way. Uh, you can get your questions answered, and we give you, you know, approximately ten minutes for the first go around. Uh, we we do the best we can to help you, give you some support with whatever it is that you're trying to do. And you can learn about all this at my website, which I just want to give to you, and then I'm gonna let Cindy handle however you want to do the Q and A. But the web address, if you're taking notes, it's TTJ Tech. Dot net. So TTJ, Tango, Tango, Juliet, and then the word tech, T-E-C-H, dot N-E-T, TTJtech.net. Now, you can get in touch with me there. You can uh, go to our blog and read what's coming up. You can go to our training schedule to see when all – I told you Tuesdays and Thursdays, but you can see it for yourself. You can also subscribe to the blog so that you get an email notification every time we post something. So that's all I have for right now, and we'll take your questions. Okay. So we do have some questions. Uh, sorry, my microphone was not near my mouth. Uh, we do have some questions, <laughs> but I, I want to I use personal privilege here and just say thank you so much. This was amazing. And I learned, this is what I learned. I learned how to search for something. And so I did the search where you were talking about that. And I realized that... Um, Last week, a friend of mine passed away, and I really wanted to find pictures of her, and I couldn't. And um, when I looked for her name, I found a bunch of pictures. Uh, that oh, came wow. Up. And so I think that I will easily now be able to find those pictures that I was hoping to find, and I couldn't. Um, That's awesome. So I almost cried. Um, yeah. And and I did not know how to do uh, the... the um, slideshow and that was really cool as well so and I have grandchildren and uh the idea of being able to just do a slideshow of my guide dog or whatever I 
you could you could do that based on uh, if I did pull up like say if I looked up my guide dog balsa um, and all those pictures that came up would I be able to then um, select them and then do a slideshow from those there should be a select option in in that okay. in those results yeah. yes I do believe I did, that would be I didn't look at that but anyway thank you so very much and Thank you to those who have been so patiently waiting. Um, Joseph, I am going to unmute you. I got gotcha. you. Go ahead, Joseph. Hi, I have a few questions. I'll make them short and brief. One is, can you, um, with the location feature for photos when you share it, is that on all iPhones? And also, um, if you can um, talk about maybe some free scanning apps, or maybe we can chat after if that's fine with you. And I'm thinking, is there one more? I can't think of the third one. It'll, I'll have to connect with you if I remember it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the first one I'll answer real easily. The second one, I'd like your permission to do a little research and we could chat later because uh, I've, I've mentioned the ones that I am really either knowledgeable about or familiar with. Uh, some of them paid, some of them free, you know, Prismo, KNFB Reader, Seeing AI, um, and what was the other one I mentioned, uh, tap, tap, see, you know, all for different purposes, but yeah, I'd be happy to look into even more options there for your first question. As long as the iOS device can run iOS 13 or iPad OS as the iPad version is now called, then yes, that location feature ought to be there. Now, if photos are sent to you that were taken on, you have no idea what kind of device, you know, then that may be a different story whether or not they are going to have that that location or that ability but yeah any photos for sure that you take on a device that can run ios 13 or later will have the the i mean they've had locations in them for years but now the ability to hide the location or not include it when you don't need it and do you have to turn that on at all or is it just automatically there well, it is typically on by default, but if you if you have not enabled, like the very, very first time you ever opened the camera, it probably said, do you want to allow access to your location? And if you didn't, you can always go into settings and privacy, and you can check that out. So you, you go to settings, and you open privacy, and then it's under location, uh, I think it says location services or something like that. And you can you know check to see which apps have requested location and whether you're allowing them to use it. All right, and thank you, Joseph. And now, Melissa, it's your turn. Okay, thank you. Can you hear me? Yep, sure can. Yep. Good, good, good. And well, God bless you, Matt. You're you're wonderful, and it's great to meet you. And so, my question is: I have an iPhone six plus, and one of the things that I want to do is do live Facebook videos of just me talking to my family and my friends, because um, I have family that live down south, and I live here in Washington State. So. Uh, with an iPhone 6 Plus, can you, how, how is it possible to do live videos when you can't see? Because one of my biggest challenges is how do you face the camera correctly so that the sighted people can see you? Right, right. So I think, <laughs> <laughs> excellent questions. And I think we have two different challenges here to deal with, if I'm being honest with you. The first one being the age of, um, as you know, iPhone 6 Plus devices cannot run iOS 13. Um, and therefore, they they're going to get only more and more um, outdated and quite possibly um, they may also have, you know, battery issues and other things. So I think the first thing, if it's something you're really interested in, 
you know, when the finances allow, I mean, it's entirely a personal preference thing and we can't tell you, you know, what to do or what not to, but when the finances allow, uh, whether through, you know, the installments or buying outright or whatever, you might consider at least the new iPhone SE. That thing is really, really powerful, lower on the budget, you know, or, or of course you could go up to a higher end device too, if you wanted to. The second question you have regarding, you know, with not, not being able to see is a genuinely tricky one. Okay. And I, any answer that I give you is not foolproof. It's, it's about mitigating the issue to try to find the best thing you can do. For me, it's a lot about working with people who can see and then using muscle memory and practice to, to remember what it feels like to have the phone in the right position or to, to see what if I'm going to be setting it down on a table or something to memorize what the angle feels like and what the distance feels like. And I didn't get to talk about Face ID today, but maybe we'll do that another time. But it's the same thing with that. It, it really is. Now, there are, you know, there are devices that you can buy, and there are people who are far better qualified than I um, to talk about some of that stuff. You know, probably, uh, I, I would suspect, I don't know for sure, but I would suspect that maybe Anna Dresner or Hadley or something, you know, that they've, they've dealt with that a lot more extensively than I have. But for me, it is definitely a matter of having my kids or my wife show me, you know, physically with my arm, where do I need to be? And the more I do that, the more it becomes muscle memory. And I think if you, if you focus on it, you meditate on it, you do it over and over, you can get to a place where you can do just about anything. Uh, and I think that's, um, that's going to be your best answer in that. I, you know, I've looked at some of these like gimbals, some of these um, flexible things, and I, I don't really see quite honestly how they would be all that helpful because you'd still have to know where to place that thing. You know, so to me, I think just just practice muscle memory um, are the big things. And you can get to a place where you can probably know that, well, if I set it here, you know, then as long as I as long as I'm sitting down over here, it'll be OK. You know, if somebody goes through it with you one time, uh, you know, you'd probably be able to do that. And I, I think you make people aware when you do Facebook live uh, that, hey, I am non sighted. And so I apologize if all of a sudden you're seeing the ceiling and not me. You know, and I think if you're doing your best to, to avoid that, but also making people aware of it, I think most people are going to be very understanding about that. If I could chime in, I, I do a lot of FaceTime live stuff, uh, I mean, Facebook live stuff, and um, I'm totally blind. And the key is making sure you know if it's front facing or back facing. So we've all made that mistake. And, uh, you know, you think you're taking a picture of you when you're actually taking a picture of the wall. Um, so uh, really the key is that if you know where your camera is on your phone, because it's in the corner, it's not, your, your camera's not really going to be centered to you. It's a little off center because that the camera's in the corner. And um, I like to use back facing, but uh, that's just me. And, uh, and I've practiced a lot at a table. So my elbows are on the table it helps me steady my phone a little bit more and helps me get more centered. The further back you are away from your face, the more of a picture you're going to get. So the closer right. you are, you're getting a close up. And so the, the frame is smaller as you get right. closer. Right. So, um, and then, you know, Melissa, I, I would suggest you maybe call Ira and ask them to help you kind of get that center spot. 
and then um, you know maybe you'd get that feel for where it is that that right right yourself, yeah. and and for those who for, for anybody who may not have Ira you know even uh, be, or my be my eyes, eyes sure is, is another great yeah because that's a pretty either simple one. request yeah either definitely. one yep. yep and and the other thing is is that I've also learned to use um, uh, either if I don't have an uh, earphone or you know some sort of earbud or something where the speech can play in my ear and not play on the recording as I'm videoing, I will actually turn speech off as I go, but then I cannot listen to the comments. So uh, when I video FaceTime, uh, I, if I want to read what people are writing, I do front facing and have an earbud in uh, so that I can read as well. If not, I just turn speech off and hope for the best. So right. and then turn speech back on when with a triple or two finger or three finger double tap. Um, right. Yeah. So, all right. We do have Nolan. Um, so Nolan, you're unmuted. Uh, Matt, this is Nolan from St. Joseph, Michigan. How are you doing? This, Hi, how this you afternoon? Doing? Good. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for your uh, presentation. You did a very nice job today and I'm, I'm really pleased with how well you did it this well, afternoon. Glad to hear that. Um, my very important question I want to ask you is how would I know when I'm taking a picture of my face when it's centered? Because I had trouble doing that yesterday when trying to take a picture and put it onto the all songs playlist that I have put together of all my music uh, from my iTunes library. So I think that a lot of the the same tips that Cindy just gave to Melissa are going to apply to you and a lot of the same things that I have said as well are going to apply to you. You know, knowing that the further back from your face that the camera is, that the wider that's, you know, the more you're going to be getting in there. So you, you know, probably a little bit less to worry about when you bring it closer. You know, you're, you're, it's a smaller frame. Uh, knowing that where the camera is located, as she accurately pointed out on the phone. And then again, that muscle memory, that practice, you know, I have it pretty well mastered because of face ID, really, uh, where to hold my phone to get a picture of my face. Now on my iPad, it was a little bit dicey. As you noticed, I got some of my face, but not as much. Uh, I was not really, when I was doing that, I wasn't in the most optimal, most ideal position for me to do that. You know, that was something I just on the fly wanted to do to demonstrate it. So, you know, with my phone, I, I really think I would do a better job there. Sure. And again, there, there's no substitute. I mean, there are people who could give you, a, as I said, probably a lot more experienced, a lot better pointers than I. Um, Cindy already gave you a few of them and, and I've given you a few, but there's no, there's no substitute. And it, it really sounds sometimes I think, or I fear that it sounds like, you know, I'm just passing the buck when I say this to people, but there is, there is no substitute for practice and muscle memory. You know, we could stand here sure. all day telling these things to you, but until it, that light bulb moment happens for you, it's not going to make any difference. And the only way that light bulb moments hap moment happens is for you to do it until you're comfortable with it. And you even have to play with listening to voiceovers giving you so much feedback now. It is. It with is. Tilt it to the right, tilt it to the left. But right. what does right and left right mean, end. right? Yeah. You know, yeah. So which way, when it says it's at the top, which way do I move my phone? Right. It's not necessarily, you know, natural. So right. you have to practice with that even. Right. Uh, 
So Abraham, um, you are on. Uh, yeah, um, great presentation, Brian. Um, I have two questions and my first, I guess my first one is, um, I know this is basically talking about the iPhone camera, but I'm wondering if I could ask um, a question about a different kind of camera. We're only covering the Apple uh, okay. products, so okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay, and and then my second question was, um, you mentioned uh, the videos. Um, could, could, with the screen recording, um, is that only done on the iPhone, or could you do that like, you know, the iPad um, as well? I think. Yep, yep. That's available on iPad, iPhone, iPod Touch. That's available on any of those devices that can run iOS 11 or later. Okay, thank you so much, Ibrahim. And we have, I don't know who this is. It says call in user one. I'm gonna unmute you. So could you identify yourself, please? Cindy from Illinois. Hi, Cindy. Hi there. Hi, <laughs> Hi Mac. Mac, great presentation. And um, thank you for that. I just learned something new. Now what I have been using is the text message. I text people and I take a picture, like say, for example, my family, uh, something they just for the heck of it want to see what I'm eating or what I cook rather, because I'm a good cook. And I take a picture of what I cook and then I put a little text message in there, what uh, what it is, although uh, the device does describe that I had cooked salmon broccoli it describes all of this and oh, then yeah. i send my text message yeah yeah absolutely that's great so yeah sure. so that's all i want i wanted to share thank you for the presentation great well i want to i want you to share some of your your cooking there cindy um i was just thinking that too. <laughs> that's, that's what i'm thinking okay you know? <laughs> <laughs> sounds good, anyway, sounds good. <laughs> thank you so much cindy you know that um reminds me that i i've I've been known to send a picture to my daughter and ask her, you know, did this turn out? What can you see? In it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't live near my kids, but um, yeah, text, texting a, a, them a photo is, has helped out a great deal at times. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Julie. Yeah. Oh, you're you're quite distant from your microphone. Yeah, can't, can't hear you very can't well. Can't hear either. you, Julie. Okay, hold on. Yeah, you sound really far away. All right, is this better? Much better. Yeah, yes. it's a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when you the screen recording, does that work for videos or just for live photos? Well, screen recording is actually a video. So when you're recording the screen, you are taking a video. Okay, and that way when you use the screen recording, then it doesn't say, um, you know, because I had tried to make a video very unsuccessfully, but, you know, when I went to stop to stop it, it, it had played the stop in there too, so the screen recorder would keep that from happening, yes. Uh, you mean from, from hearing voiceover say stop in the, yeah. in the video? Well, you yes. could, what I would suggest there is to try, and I've never even done it, to be honest with you. I, I normally, when I do the screen recordings, I just let that in there, and I either am talking over it or I, you know, I can always cut it out in, in clips or something. But you could try the two-finger double tap to stop recording 
instead of um, having to find the the button. That is supposed to work most of the time. Um, okay. That that would be my suggestion to you there. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Thank yep. you, Julie. Thank you. All right. Let me see if we have anybody else. Um. Okay, Abraham has another question. Go ahead, Abraham. Uh, yeah, so we mentioned the background uh, mic for the screen recording. Um, like, is that like taking, um, using the speakers of a phone or like how does that work exactly? Right, so by, by default, if you don't turn the microphone on, you're going to be recording the internal sounds of the iPad or iPhone if you voiceover, speech, and, you know, any other audio if you're playing a game or something is all going to be recorded. When you turn the microphone on, you're now also going to be recording your voice or anybody around you who's talking or, you know, making noise, plus those those sounds that uh, the iPad or iPhone is making as well. Okay, and, and before we go to the next question, I... I neglected to remind people how to raise their hand. So if you are on a phone, it is star nine. So if you have a keypad, you can do star nine. If you are in the app on your iPhone, the lower right hand corner is the more button, double tap on that, and then the raise hand button will appear. If you are on the computer, it is alt Y. And if you are on a Mac, I believe it's option Y, but I could be wrong. <laughs> okay. And Vicki, I'm going to unmute you. Go ahead, Vicki. Okay. Hi. Um, I have hi. a couple comments. Um, I've, I've been an iPhone user for almost seven years and haven't taken a lot of pictures. And after this fabulous presentation, I cannot wait to start taking pictures. Uh, one thing for uh, Joseph, and I'm sure a lot of you all already know this, um, a really good scanner is Voice Dream Scanner. And it is, from what I know, on sale. Um, yes, I, I've heard that too. They're offering yeah. a bundle with Voice Dream Reader and Voice Dream Scanner right yeah, now. Yeah, and the thing about it, you don't even need the internet to scan with it. So um, it's, it's, I think it's like $9.95 for the bundle, $9.95. There's no subscription. I highly would think about it. And thank you so much for the great presentation. Well, right. Thank you. Matt, you're sounding just a tiny bit muffled. Yeah, suddenly. You, you were, were, like, suddenly. Yeah. Oh, that's strange. I don't know. There you are. Oh, oh, okay. Come back to clarity. <laughs> oh, good, good. Thanks, Mika. Uh, Cheryl, you should be unmuted. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Um, th this has been really great, great to... Uh, you know, I, um, just to be able to find things. Um, could you, I hate to have you repeat yourself, but I just, I need you to help, help me again understand the screen recording. Is that like, say, if I wanted to do a, a video clip of myself, would I use, how, how does it, what, what, what are you using it for? So the screen recording is, is literally what its name suggests. You are recording what is on the screen. If you want yourself in the video, then you're going to use the camera and record a regular video or, you know, something like that. But when you talk about a screen recording, it is whatever is displayed on the screen of your iPhone or iPad, along with its built-in audio, 
And then, as I said, if you turn on the microphone, you can also record your voice or what have you as well. But it's, you know, um, as I said, I, I have used it to do demonstrations where I think there's going to be a mix of sighted and non-sighted or only sighted people because then they're going to see what I am, quote unquote, seeing on the screen. Um, and I, you know, my, my son and daughter have both used it to do uh, gameplay stuff. And there's, there's people on YouTube who make a living that way. Um, you know, they do these walkthroughs of popular video games and stuff, you know, and that's how some of that is done by recording the screen of the device. So, you know, some of them will turn on the mic and they'll be talking at the same time too. But it's, um, yeah, it, it all has to do with what is on the screen. If you want to record yourself, you'll just use the camera and choose the video mode. That was a great explanation. I was thinking that that's probably what it was and it would be probably good if like you're having trouble, um, say you're, you're getting some sort of error message when you do something, a certain something, maybe you could then do a screen recording and show somebody what's happening that's uh, right. We yeah, um, so we actually be... use that another way that we use it. And, and for any of you that have ever been or currently are or thinking about beta testing for Apple's public beta program, uh, they highly encourage screen recordings with with bug reports. And I have done it, especially in ones where I think, you know, I really just can't put this into words without, you know, writing a thousand paragraphs. So instead, I'm just going to show it to you. And, and I'll do that screen recording and attach it to the uh, to the bug report. That was very useful during the beta testing cycle for iOS 13. This very year. good. We only have a couple minutes left. Annie, you're next. Hi. Um, thanks again, Matt. And I'm so glad that someone brought up Facebook Live. That was one of the reasons that I came on here because I'm getting ready to do a live concert. And my biggest question is, so the other day I was testing it out, I thought, by doing a FaceTime call. And, you know, once we were doing FaceTime, my mom's like, oh yeah, that's the perfect camera angle. And I'm just wondering for live, when I was doing my live video, however, people couldn't see me. So I'm just wondering, could it be because I moved it or, and, you know, do you recommend front facing or back facing and why? Um, it, it's probably the, uh, the most likely thing is that it did get moved somehow. Um, Front facing versus back facing is really a personal preference thing. Um, I I think you know I think Cindy brought up a lot of good points for the back facing. The back facing is arguably the better of the two cameras, um, but I also I also think it's whatever you are comfortable with because for me it's like even though I don't have sight that part kind of computes in my mind and then I'm thinking okay now is everything in reverse now I have to think back you know because it's it's, it's filming from the back so do I got to turn the camera you know the phone around or whatever so it adds a different um it adds a different element to things but I think whatever you're comfortable with is is what you want to go with on that all right well um we have one final question and I guess it's going to come from Julie Julie go ahead Yes, um, I received emails once in a while from a woman who sends their kind of image things and they have text in them, but they're not sent as a, the, the images and things are not sent as attachments. Is there any way to scan those? So you actually are saying that these are images that are right Embedded. in yeah, yeah. In the email. yeah, better than the email. Yeah, better than the email. Yeah, that's going to be tricky. I mean, again, voiceover can try to identify those for you, but 
Um, yeah, that's going to be a real challenge because there's not directly a way. You know, sometimes if you, depending again on how they're embedded, sometimes if you long press on them, you know, double tap and hold on them, you may get options to take that image somewhere else, but not always. That depends on the way that they were embedded in the first place. So it's, it's, there's not an easy solution to that. Um, you know, if it's somebody that you work with closely or, or if you're ever doing that for other people who can't see, a lot of the apps that um, allow this, you know, do allow for you to provide uh, descriptions in the metadata. Um, the, the Pages app, for example, allows us to create photo galleries right within documents and within uh, books and stuff like that. And I have a book that I've published on the uh, Apple Bookstore about the Titanic, and it has an image gallery on the back of it. But I went through and provided labels for all of those images so that even voiceover users would be able to know what the image was. And you know, if the person really knows what they're doing with code, that can be done. Or in the case of pages, it just provides a place for you to do that. You don't have to know the code. But again, there's a lot of factors there, unfortunately. Great. Well, I really cannot thank you enough for doing this presentation. Excellent, excellent job. And look forward to next Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, when we will be cutting the cord and learning about all of the different ways we can be streaming our programming, uh, watching movies and TV programs. So 3 o'clock Eastern next week. Uh, Debbie, uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that one live as well. Uh, and thank you so much, Debbie and ACB Radio for making it possible to stream this live and it will be archived um, and made available on acbradio.org. Again, thank you so much to Matthew Volbrecht, right? Volbrecht? Thank you very much for having All right. me. Uh, thank you. Have a great day, rest of yes, the indeed. rest of the day yeah, for all yeah, of you yeah, and yeah. hope you'll join us for other programming for our community events. All right. Well, there we go. I think a lot of people really enjoyed this meeting and stay tuned there'll be lots of other things coming up on live event even later today and throughout the weekend all right stay tuned